Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Putting STEM into the classroom. Hi there, and welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we try to give you some interesting or useful ways to be able to incorporate STEM into your classroom, or even just help your kids to be excited about uh, STEM, science and technology and engineering and math. And uh, with me today is Marta Thompson. Uh, she's a special ed teacher at Calumet Elementary School in Calumet, Michigan. Welcome, Marta. Thank you very much for having me. All right. It's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, Marta actually used to help be a, she was a special ed teacher in the high school and uh, actually used to, to co-teach with me. So that was always an interesting experience. Yeah, that was fun. And actually, if you've never seen co-teaching or, or worked with co-teaching, it's a great way to help high school kids where you've got a a lot of kids at all different levels, and you're trying to trying to help them in some class. Right, especially with their um, their IEPs and their goals. Uh, it was my job to make sure that they were reaching their goals and getting the help that they needed to do that. But now you got promoted to the elementary school. That's right. I had the best classroom in the building. <laughs> she she does. She's got beautiful windows to look out, and uh, and she writes on her walls words like vertical and horizontal. I mean. Just how simple of and great of an idea is that? What there's just a pole sticking up through the middle of your classroom, and you wrote vertical on it, and yes, that helps the kids mostly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it helps us too, <laughs> but you know, thing. simple things like that. I mean, looking around a, a classroom, there's so many ways that you could you could point out things. Um, you do you do work a lot with kids that are struggling with math and science. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of those challenges? Well, a lot of the kids I work with have very poor number sense. So coming into the fourth and fifth grade especially, they're supposed to be knowing how to do long division and multi-digit multiplication. So if they don't have the basic, you know, look at this number of um, chips and tell me how many they are, they have to point to each one and count them. And then to go from there to teach them how to multiply and divide is is a challenge. It's a big jump and right. And and to try to try to figure out some techniques and ways that you can you can help with that is right. I've um I've tried to use the program uh, that everybody else uses and it's pretty good. It's great for the for regular kids, um, advanced kids, but it's not so great for the kids that I work with. There's not many examples. They need a lot of examples. They need a lot of visual. And like I said, the program we're using is, is not very good at that. So I've had to go out and find other things that work. And I have found um, through some resources a few things to help them learn how to subtract again and to learn to divide. And now I've finished with those. So now I've, I've got to find something else to teach them um, about fractions, equivalent fractions, adding fractions, and multiplying fractions. And um, so next week, I'm kind of excited about trying out a new company, I guess you'd call it, that I found, and that works. Yeah, so really, I've looked at a lot of elementary stuff, and it seems like it's very wordy. It seems like it could be really confusing for a kid to right. really understand a lot of the questions. And Yeah, especially the program that we're using right now. I've just, I've kind of put it aside and... And we're actually looking for a new program for next year, so hopefully we can all agree on something. But not being afraid to kind of step away from what maybe the other teachers in your building are using and saying. Right. And I think that's probably one of the most important things that 
that any teacher needs to remember, whether they're a special ed teacher or regular teacher, is that there's kids that that regular curriculum isn't gonna isn't gonna help them really get those math or science concepts, and and that makes it kind of difficult. Right. And um, actually, another thing I'm I'm really struggling with right now is I I have a handful of kids who really are struggling. Um, we just taught them again how to subtract and they're working on counting money and uh, telling time, which telling time might not seem that big of a deal. You've got digital watches, but when you're using clocks to teach fractions, it's a big deal. You need They need to know how to tell time, what's a quarter of an hour, half an hour, in order to get that concept of part of a whole and even money, knowing how many quarters are in a dollar is helpful too. So if they don't know that, that's a struggle. And so um, something I'm struggling with right now is just giving them a calculator. They're at, they're at the point now where I've just been teaching them how to use a calculator. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess I'll find out in a couple of years. <laughs> if anybody tells me that was dumb or not, I don't know. But uh, I think that's how they're going to get through life. They can't go around really counting, you know, counting their chest and then counting down on their fingers for, for to subtract and getting out their multiplication table is not, you know, acceptable either. But getting out your calculator or hiding it in your iPad or tablet, nobody even has to know. But then you, they do need to know how to use a calculator, and when they get a result, what does it mean? Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I think if you probably ask most adults. Do you pull out your calculator on your iPhone or tablet? And I'm sure most of them do. Um, right. It's, it's, it's like we have the technology. At some point, we have to weigh the, the difference between do we encourage the kids to keep using it? How many of our students at high school and middle school levels just instantly go right to Google and start looking things up? Right. Well, that's. I mean, I do that. If I want to convert, what was I doing? Something about hours and minutes into um, a fraction. So I Googled that, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's just using your resources. Yeah. And really, I think that's probably a great lesson that we can, you know, we can remember ourselves and, and to teach, you know, to show our kids what's the best time to use a calculator. And, and maybe as those skills start to get better and the more times that they type in seven times three and get 21, eventually that 21 is going to stick in their head. Right. I'd, um, I'd hope so. Um, <laughs> that, that would be nice. Like I just, this is the first year I've really just. I don't want to say give up because I haven't given up on them. I think this is just the route that they're going to have to take and just give them the calculator. And Sometimes we have to do what we can to help those kids. Now, math and science, though, really can be a lot of fun. There's so much interesting things that kids can, can look at. and It can be exciting for a kid. And in a lot of ways, probably some of those special ed kids, maybe that's a way to keep them hooked with the idea of, of school. Right. We do have iPads. All the fourth and fifth graders have their iPads. The apps that we've been using, there's a lot of junky ones out there <laughs> where they can earn money for solving a couple math problems and then they spend the rest of the time building the rocket. <laughs> and I think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, one I really have liked this year is called Thinking Blocks, and it's a word problem, but there's a diagram. It's very visual and... Um, they have to mani manipulate the visuals and put the numbers in the right places to solve it. it. It's it's good. It's really, like I said, it's visual, and they need that, and they need to be able to move things around and to figure things out. Yeah. 
And, and, and for a lot of those kids, it's, it's just a digital manipulative instead of a plastic right. something in front of you. Yeah. And I think that it kind of goes along with those area models that they're really pushing the, um, with the Common Core. They really want them to solve things with area models. Right? Yeah. They, yeah, a lot of arrays. Um, in fact, I'm looking over at, at the wall over there, and you've got some factors of 12, and you've got 4 by 3 and 2 mm -hmm. by 6 and 1 by 12. And, yeah. And that's making things visual for a kid. Yes, and my little man over there with the division eyes and the multiplication nose and the subtraction mouth and the bring down to goatee, as they like to call it. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the, the long division steps. Um, so looking around your classroom, you have a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things. I see, like, uh, some math comics um, with, like, some remembering rules. Those are crazy. Those, when I first saw those, I thought they were the stupidest things ever. What are they? It's some um, times tables, the fun way, that's what they're called. And there's stories that go along with them. And I, I just kind of gave in and started using them. And they work. They're tricks. They're, that's what they are. And like the, the four times eight is 32. They're, the four is the shower. The eight is a dirty pig. And there's a puddle of 32 on the floor. And the one pig is pointing to his brother saying, hey, he's dirty too. 32. 32, right? 32. Yes. So when the kids ask me, what's four times eight? I'm like, dirty pigs. And they said, oh, 32. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just those little things. And, and it makes class a little bit more fun. Yes. And, I we mean, get to color. And we get to color. <laughs> but math is fun and science is fun. And the more ways that you can try to encourage that kids to have fun, it's... Right. I don't do a lot with science. Um, I mostly focus with the math. And I do a lot of reading, too. And really, that reading skill is, is crucial with all the types of learning, the thinking problems, the number problems, the word problems, that as they get older. Right. Yeah, the word problems especially. Um, I did go to a conference last October, and they really pushed using math as for real-life experiences, real life. I mean, when do you really ever use algebra or, you know, <laughs> when am I ever going to use this, you know, that type I of thing. I use it all the time. I know you do. <laughs> but I'm an algebra teacher. <laughs> Um, like those, uh, the slope intercept and how does it ever really work? And he really showed us, you know, how you could, I couldn't tell you right now what it said, but, um, I mean, there are times when you can apply that. Yeah. And the better types of word problems, story problems that we can come up with, that's going to help those kids too. They're not going to say, when are we ever going to use this? If a dream of this world where kids aren't going to ask, when are we ever going to use this? Right. Yeah, and that's the good thing about these other programs that I'm using. Um, when we were doing the division, they were dividing $16.32 by 8. You know, it wasn't just 1,632 divided by 8. I mean, I told them, this is this is real. This is you going out to McDonald's with your friends. That would be kind of a cheap meal. But anyway, <laughs> um, how would you split this? And Or if you earn this much money, um, how much should you get each hour? And mm -hmm. you work this many hours? So... Just finding ways, thinking of other things. Don't be afraid to, to change what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Be willing to try something new. Like you said, you're trying something new next week. And Yes, it gives me gray hairs right here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all get those too. And I think teaching, teaching does it to all of us. But. Yes. Well, Marta, thank you. And uh, hopefully it's been an encouragement to you, the listener. Try something new. And don't forget that there are kids that are going to have trouble with those regular things. And, and it might not be because they're not trying. It might be because they've got some trouble and you just got to keep thinking and trying and trying something new. You can do it. And make it enjoyable. Make it enjoyable. Like 
dirty too. Like, dirty like a pig is dirty too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and listen to all the other podcasts on Remarkable Chatter. You're listening to this podcast on the SDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.